This is the Internet Multicasting Service. Harper Audio presents James Thurber's Fables for Our Time, written in 1940. These classic parables are read by Academy Award winner Peter Ustinov, an actor with a sense of absurdity perfect for these modern cautionary tales. The Shrike and the Chipmunks Once upon a time there were two chipmunks, a male and a female. The male chipmunk thought that arranging nuts in artistic patterns was more fun than just piling them up to see how many you could pile up. The female was all for piling up, as many as you could. She told her husband that if he gave up making designs with the nuts, there would be room in their large cave for a great many more, and he would soon become the wealthiest chipmunk in the woods. But he would not let her interfere with his design, so she flew into a rage and left him. <laughs> the shrike will get you, she said, because you are helpless and cannot look after yourself. To be sure, the female chipmunk had not been gone three nights before the male had to dress for a banquet and could not find his studs or shirt or suspenders. So he couldn't go to the banquet. But that was just as well, because all the chipmunks who did go were attacked and killed by a weasel. The next day, the shrike began hanging around outside the chipmunk's cave, waiting to catch him. The shrike couldn't get in because the doorway was clogged up with soiled laundry and dirty dishes. Uh, he will come out for a walk after breakfast, and I'll get him then, thought the shrike. But the chipmunk slept all day and did not get up and have breakfast until after dark. Then he came out for a breath of air before beginning work on a new design. The shrike swooped down to snatch up the chipmunk, but could not see very well on account of the dark, so he battered his head against an alder branch and was killed. A few days later, the female chipmunk returned and saw the awful mess the house was in. She went to the bed and shook her husband. What would you do without me, she demanded. Mm, just go on living, I guess, he said. <laughs> you wouldn't last five days, she told him. She swept the house and did the dishes and sent out the laundry, and then she made the chipmunk get up and wash and dress. You can't be healthy if you lie in bed all day and never get any exercise, she told him. So she took him for a walk in the bright sunlight and they were both caught and killed by the Shrike's brother, a Shrike named uh, Stoop. Moral, early to rise and early to bed makes a male healthy and wealthy and dead. The Seal Who Became Famous A seal who lay basking on a large, smooth rock said to himself, all I ever do is swim. None of the other seals can swim any better than I can, he reflected. But, on the other hand, they can all swim just as well. The more he pondered the monotony and uniformity of his life, the more depressed he became. That night, he swam away and joined a circus. Within two years, the seal had become a great balancer. He could balance lamps, billiard cues, medicine balls, hassocks, tabarets, dollar cigars, and anything else you gave him. When he read in a book a reference to the great seal of the United States, he thought it meant him. In the winter of his third year as a performer, he went back to the large, smooth rock to visit his friends and family. 
He gave them the big town stuff right away. The latest slang, liquor in a golden flask, zippers, a gardenia in his lapel. He balanced for them everything there was on the rock to balance, which wasn't much. When he had run through his repertory, he asked the other seals if they could do what he had done, and they all said no. Okay, he said. Let's see you do something I can't do. <laughs> Since the only thing they could do was swim, they all plunged off the rock into the sea. The circus seal plunged right after them, but he was so hampered by his smart city clothes, including a pair of $17 shoes, that he began to founder at once. Since he hadn't been in swimming for three years, he had forgotten what to do with his flipper and tail, and he went down for the third time before the other seals could reach him. They gave him a simple but dignified funeral. Moral, whom God has equipped with flippers, should not monkey around with zippers. The Bear Who Let It Alone in the woods of the far west, there once lived a brown bear who could take it or let it alone. He would go into a bar where they sold mead, a fermented drink made of honey, and he would have just two drinks. Then he would put some money on the bar and say, see what the bears in the back room will have. And he would go home. But finally, he took to drinking by himself most of the day. He would reel home at night, kick over the umbrella stand, knock down the bridge lamps, and ram his elbows through the windows. Then he would collapse on the floor and lie there until he went to sleep. His wife was greatly distressed, and his children were very frightened. At length, the bear saw the error of his ways and began to reform. In the end, he became a famous teetotaler and a persistent temperance lecturer. He would tell everybody that came to the house about the awful effects of drink, and he would boast how strong and well he had become since he gave up touching the stuff. To demonstrate this, he would stand on his head and on his hands, and he would turn cartwheels in the house, kicking over the umbrella stand, knocking down the bridge lamps, and ramming his elbows through the windows. Then he would lie down on the floor, tired by his healthful exercise, and go to sleep. His wife was greatly distressed, and his children were very frightened. Moral, you might as well fall flat on your face as lean over too far backward. The Moth and the Star A young and impressionable moth once set his heart on a certain star. He told his mother about this, and she counseled him to set his heart on a bridge lamp instead. Stars aren't the thing to hang around, she said. Lamps are the thing to hang around. You get somewhere that way, said the moth's father. You don't get anywhere chasing stars. But the moth would not heed the words of either parent. Every evening at dusk, when the star came out, he would start flying toward it. And every morning at dawn, he would crawl back home, worn out with his vain endeavor. One day, his father said to him, You haven't burned a wing in months, boy, and it looks to me as if you were never going to. All your brothers have been badly burnt flying around street lamps, and all your sisters have been terribly singed flying around house lamps. Come on now, get out of here and get yourself scorched. Big strapping moth like you without a mark on him. Ha! <laughs> 
the moth left his father's house. But he would not fly around street lamps, and he would not fly around house lamps. He went right on trying to reach the star, which was four and one-third light years, or twenty-five trillion miles away. The moth thought it was just caught in the top branches of an elm. He never did reach the star, but he went right on trying, night after night, and when he was a very, very old moth, he began to think that he really had reached the star, and he went around saying so. <laughs> this gave him a deep and lasting pleasure, and he lived to a great old age. His parents and his brothers and his sisters had all been burned to death when they were quite young. Moral who flies afar from the sphere of our sorrow, is here today and here tomorrow. This has been Harper Audio. Harper Collins is the copyright owner of this recording and has consented to a limited distribution of Harper Audio as an 8 kilohertz computer sound file on Internet Town Hall. It is a violation of United States and international copyright laws to copy these recordings in any other way. Harper Audio is a trademark of HarperCollins Publishers, Inc. To order a copy of this tape or to request a catalog of all Harper Audio spoken word cassettes, please call 1-800-C-HARPER or 717-941-1214 or send mail to harper at town.hall.org. This has been a production of the Internet Multicasting Service. Support for Harper Audio is provided by HarperCollins and by Sun Microsystems and O'Reilly and & Associates. Network connectivity for the Internet Multicasting Service is provided by UUNet Technologies and MFS Datanet.